Hello, Spacers. This is Atlas, Berserker of the Acers. I need the audience to share our story to anyone you meet. One, it'll increase my standing for promotion. And two, it'll help our group share our story through the planetary system. We love to see our supporters and backup from everyone who watches. I'll hand you over to Nathan. Hey guys, thank you for watching and supporting through following, subscribing, Patreon, and even just watching listening to the show. I hope you enjoy this episode, and make sure to leave any thoughts or questions in the comments. Until next time, Spacers. Thank you. You ever get tired of drawing maps and having your players ruin your hard work by teleporting away? Or using Charm Creature to avoid that glorious boss battle set in that laboriously crayon-drawn map? Yeah, <laughs> me too. Well, that's my problem no more. Starlight Maps and Battle Mats are now sponsored by the beautiful artwork of Loki Battle Mats from Lavish Palaces to cold alien caverns. They have a solution for everything. The maps come in big books that are easily transported, can be drawn on with erase markers, and immerse the players with a stunning reality. They'll forget they aren't actually standing by that pool of lava. And battle mats are only the beginning of what Loki has to offer. Want to know more? Go check them out. Or stop by our YouTube to see what they have to offer. Now, let's roll. And... Welcome to Starlight, guys. I'm sure that you are as excited as I am to be jumping into the next episode of Atlas's adventure to the Dukar Casino. There's so much to unpack, so much to learn, and I think you guys are going to have a great time. Now, before we get into it, I just want to give a big shout out to all of you spacers out there who have been listening with us. We are well past a thousand uh, downloads, and that is just so cool to see and to know that there are people out there enjoying the stories as much as we are. We are having a blast, and we hope you guys are too. It is uh, much, very much a labor of love to make these episodes as cinematic as possible and bring you a good blend of um, the best parts of audio drama with the best parts of role-playing game stories. And on top of that, in celebration, we actually want to do another giveaway for some super swaggy exclusive Starlight merch. Now there's a few ways to enter into this competition. The very first is on Podchasers or uh, Apple iTunes reviews. Leave us a review um, and that will get you two entrances to a random raffle prize drawing. The other way of entering is simply follow us on Instagram at starlight.adventure. If you do that, that will give you one entrance into the prize drawing. Um, and then before the next episode, we will do a random drawing and we will announce the winner and get you set up with some never before seen Starlight merchandise uh, and perhaps something a little extra special. So I digress. You don't want to hear me talk. And I don't want to hear me talk. So, without further ado, let's jump in to Starlight.
Neuralink, access memories. Accessing. Having arrived at the Dukar Casino in an attempt to convince Gorn that he needs the spacer's help to protect the Sunmaker, Atlas finds himself at the hospitality and mercy of a small arm of the Tatsup clan. The Acer family with a specialized economic strategy in the gambling and leisure industries. Atlas also finds himself mewling over old memories and past ghosts as he calls his trusted friend and doctor back in Valistar homeworld of the Kashin family. Alone, and finally with a chance to take a deep breath, Atlas considers both the past and future, all of which could hinge on the cooperation of this Tetsub boss in the next day's meeting. Memories retrieved. Astrid stands there dressed in a different set of clothing more of like a pantsuit type clothing and the tips of her horns have like a dangling pieces of jewelry that kind of loop down to her ears and next to her you see what is a subspecies that you don't see too often a hobgoblin red-skinned dressed in a dark suit and you see just beneath the button the top button's undone. You can see an armored second skin suit beneath it. He wears a metal cap that tapers at the top and obscures very hard to see, but dark blue eyes. And you can see that he has both the tattoo of the mask on the inside of his thumb in the back of his hand. But you can also see that he has a tattoo of rain coming down from an exposed forearm. Astrid smiles and she goes, you're meeting. This is Smiley. Smiley looks at you and doesn't put out a hand to shake. Don't seem so smiley. Just curtly nods. <laughs> I know. I, like, I, said, I was like talking his Atlas and I just like, as soon as I said it, I was like, oh, I'm so stupid. <laughs> when you say that, he just a second time mm-hmm. turns and you walk through an elegant casino and you come eventually after winding through taking an an elevator lift astrid and smiley flank you at the set of a just beautiful uh door with kind of plants again all running on the outside just the threshold of the door where like maybe a welcome mat might be you see that it is verdant green plants moss astrid again takes off her shoes and she this time nods for you to do the same the boss does not like shoes inside of his office. And Alice will take off his boots. Take the boots off <laughs> and kind of step onto the grass moss lichen strict ground. Smiley does the same and you can see that he has like the black toenails. Alice's are kind of like, they're not like full on claws, you know, like, but they're like sharper toenails. That makes sense. Like, it has a very slight curve, and, like, it looks a little bit thicker, but not like, like a dog's or anything. Astrid looks at it, and, well, I do not know what you were up to last night, but if you called any company and I hope you did not harm them, I will go and retrieve your business partner, where he will wait here until called in. She nods curtly and makes her way away. Smiley puts a hand up to the side of the door, and you watch as he touches like an entrance system. It kind of lights up and the door 
you are met with a bright light. The back wall is all glass, looking all out across Sanctuary. You can see busy sky lanes, you can see the sun, you can just see beautiful gleaming buildings. And you step in following Smiley and you see that this office is huge and it has palm trees, various bushes, shrubbery, and set at the center is desk. You can see like a hollow TV and you can see a, a human male. He's well-groomed in a pinstripe suit. You can see that he has a scarred face and brown, brown eyes. There's a slick comb over that is pulled back into a ponytail that falls down to about shoulder length. The right arm is missing and has been replaced with a cybernetic arm. And you can see that he is a generous amount of portly, but not overly so. He looks up from whatever he's like working on. It looks like he's doing some form of writing. You can see all sorts of like uh, trophies and things like that set around his desk, dice. And unlike Smiley, he does smile. There he is. The name is Boris Ducar. Welcome. Welcome to my casino. Please tell me, has everything been exactly as you hoped for and more? Yes, everything so far has been at and above what I expected. Good, good, good. It's good to hear good news. He stands up out of his repulsor chair, which then kind of bobs up into the air about another inch. And he walks around to the front of the desk, looks at Smiley and says, why don't you go make yourself useful, Smiley? Stand at the door, keep an eye on things. And Smiley just walks over to the door and stands there, hands clasped behind his back. Boris is shorter than you by quite a bit, and he looks <laughs> you up and down. Mm, berserker. Well, that couldn't have been more timely. It couldn't have been more timely. <laughs> well, I heard that you love uh, some of the, the cigars we sent you. And, uh, that is... We'll make sure that I send you home with a few more. Now, I warn you, Atlas, I have not had a good morning. No, 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 I've not had a good morning. I've had a business partner fall through. Just people disappointing me. I hope that this is better. And then he looks to his right. You follow his gaze and you see it. The northern wall is not, it is glass, but it's not like a window. It is an aquarium. And you see held down by chains and a weight is a dead man floating in the water. And, and you can just see fish swimming around him. Boris looks at him and frowns slightly. Fell through on a shipment. I gave him one too many chances. You see, Atlas, I'm trying to build one of the most famous casinos that our arm has ever seen for this family. And I can't do that with people falling through, but I digress. My worries are not your worries yet. So, I've heard a little bit about your story, and it seems like you're in a pickle. Mm, I'm not gonna lie, I think I've heard this story before myself. Before I was the uh, 
boss of this Tetsup arm here. There was another who came looking for help trying to find the Mr. Akram the Sunmaker. He was also from your family. Um, oh, what was his name? It was just a lieutenant then. Oh, yes. Uh, the, the kid. Tiefling chap, huh? Well, I see that he didn't find what he was looking for. <laughs> if I remember correctly, he came asking for help, although maybe not in the same circumstances as you, but he refused to give a little something, to get a little something, if you follow my meaning. So we put him out on his ass, so to speak. Told him that once he was ready to make a deal, he could come back, but he didn't want to work with my bosses. So, anyways, here we are later, in five years or so. So how can I help you, Atlas? And he rubs these kind of porky fingers together. So the, uh, the circumstances are slightly different. I have some cohorts or temporary business acquaintances that have information and connections inside of Lenoy. As of right now, though, they believe that the Sunmaker is in extreme danger, which is technically not a lie, but they are on his side of protecting him. So I'm trying to get them to ally with me so I can get to the Sunmaker and then allow my mission to be complete. Hmm. And do you need my help to sell this little lie? Yes, I basically throughout the when convincing him, it was that he would speak to my superiors and basically confirm the information or intel that the Sunmaker is in danger. Not by us, though, obviously, but that the Sunmaker is in some type of danger and we can be a sense of protecting, but more just allowing us access to getting to wherever the Sunmaker is. <laughs> I like it. I like it. You think a little bit more than the average berserker, I think. Hmm. Yeah, I can help you with that. Potentially. Atlas, he kind of leads you to the rooms so you're looking out across the city. He says, Would you call yourself Lucky? Do I call myself Lucky? Would you say that Lady Luck graces you, follows you around, protects you with her umbrella of good tidings. How's someone like that back home? Hmm, don't we all? Well, except for me. I've run into a bit of bad luck lately, and he looks once more back at the person. In multiple ventures. Well, you could say that I'm a... I'm needing a change. Change of luck. He then walks over to his desk, grabs six dice, sets three down in front of him, and sets three down in front of you. You ever played Ante before, Atlas? Yeah, I've played a lot of different types of casino games. Good, 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 good. You know, I have this superstition that you can see luck and you can see skill in these situations. Rounds of Ante, what do you say? First one to, oh, I don't know, 54 wins. Just wanna, just wanna see if this person back home of yours extends this far across the universe. 
and he takes the dice into his hands, three dice six, and starts to jingle him. The rules of ante are as follows. You roll three die sixes, and your goal is to try and get as close to 18 as possible. Okay. Once you've rolled three and you've added your score together, you can roll an extra dice to try and get closer. The moment you go over 18, though, you get minus five points from your total score at the end. The person with the highest total score at the end of the game wins, and that's adding that score. Give you a roll here, a 10. I'm gonna add one roll to it. I'm gonna fold at 14. I got 10. Well, I'm gonna add, do I roll two? You know what? Lady Luck's on my side. I'm rolling two dice, two and a three. To make a charisma roll. 17. So as you then fold after getting to 15, he's folded at 14. You're you're now a little bit ahead of him. He smiles and says, well, well, I see you uh, aren't shy about taking it to the extremes. Let's see how you do in the next round. Well, I'm gonna add two. Yeah. Perfect 18. Five, five, three, so I got 13. I'm gonna roll once, just one die, because I'm at 13. 14, do I, do I, do I keep going? Go on, why don't you ante up? Keep on going, Alice. <laughs> Or do you know when I'm to gonna, fold? Alice is going to stare. Because Alice, if people don't know about Alice, he is a big gambler. <laughs> so he's going to get another dice. I'm at 14. Ten. He's going to roll again. Okay, I got a one again. What the f- Been on up. That's 10. 13, you got 14, half 15, the 15. dice. You know what? I'm going to do it. I, I'm at 15. I'm, I'm going to hit. <laughs> I got another one. What the heck, man? 16. You folding? Yeah, I'm folding. I can't. I can't. Well, Wait, no, well, as well. Atlas, no, 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 as Atlas, he wouldn't stop. Hold on. I'm at 20. Damn it. He smiles and he folds his mechanical hand into his fleshy. Ooh, I've always found that to be a problem with berserkers. They get in too deep. And then they always have to have someone bail them out. But the game's not up yet, so maybe we have some ground to make up. I'm gonna tell you a little something, Atlas, before we roll these next pair of dice. You see, I potentially got in a little too deep myself. And I might be looking for someone to bail me out here. Get my operations going again. But we can talk a little bit more about that. Oh, okay. Ten. I got four, a ten. Four, Yep. Dude, four, I got two. 10. I'm going to roll two more. Two more? Okay, I got you on that. Here we go. 13. Okay, what is with my ones? I got two ones. That's 11. So we're at 13, 12. Boris strokes his fatty jowls and he goes, I'll ante up one more dice. Let's see how that goes. Rolls a 19. Let's see if I can get that 6 2. I got a 5, so I'm at 17. Bringing this one down to the wire, aren't we, boy? Hmm. I'm just gonna have to grab some, some a little different here. He sets the dice aside and reaches for a different pair of dice. 
Lady Luck breathes on these. Can I insight check if he, or like perception to see if he's, I want to see basically if he's cheating. I want you to go ahead and roll with whichever one you think is more applicable, insight or perception. I'll probably say insight. You see that he has this smug veneer across his face. You've seen this face many times before. <laughs> this is the face of someone who knows they're going to win, that there isn't like a chance of them losing. I'm going to grab his hand. Do you consider yourself a real gambler? I consider myself the best kind of gambler. Perfect. The this one who makes his own luck. If you're a real gambler, then how about for this last ante up, we swap dice? The last roll you can make then is a persuasion. 17. He uh, smiles and he says, is that a request or a command? I'm just saying that if you're a real gambler, then you also, you run the that's the casino. Obviously, if we're going to gamble for real or ante up, then we might as well swap. I like you, boy. He hands you the dice and he takes yours. You can go ahead and make your roll. Okay. Two of your dice rolls are automatic sixes. <laughs> so 12, 17. 17. He rolls a 10. I'm folding. I can't, he goes, I can't do it. You sure you don't um, want to ante up? No, I'm a machine, not a tetsip. Suit yourself. I'm at 10 points. Two dice. Let's see if Lady Luck walks with me. That raises me to a 14. Two twos. One die, Santi. Oh, it's stressing me. 16. <laughs> you asked if I was a real gambler. A real gambler at his heart makes his luck. A true gambler never backs down. I just rolled a two. No. That's 18. Oh, no. He rolls a two oh. for a perfect 18. What the hell? <laughs> I like your gumption, but I think we can both assume that I, with a perfect 18 earlier on, a perfect 18 this time, a 19, and a 14 probably won. But Where's if you he want, at? let's add it up and see. Oh. So he's at, he's at 64 points. What is your total? 69 minus five. I'm at 64. I guess we move into a final round. <laughs> now let's be frank with each other here. The dice you have are loaded. So I think we move right back on to luck. What do you say? That works for me. Matter of fact, why don't we make it interesting? He reaches beneath the desk, presses a button, pulls out a small ring, sets it on the table, and and you can see that this thing has like these little like needles kind of like in the ed inside edges of the band. And you can see circuitry moving around it. That's a Zansamite band. It works with your Neuralink. It's hepatic. It changes to the situation around you. This thing has saved my life on many times. Hard to get, made by mind flayers. 
it seems to see a little bit of the future at a time. Programs that end with the possibilities. That's my auntie. And for just so you know, it's a, it gives you plus one to saving throws. I have a blueprint of a body mod. So he looks at the blueprint. Mm, if I wanted something like that, I could easily come by it. No, if you don't have anything, Atlas, I have an idea. Idea. He points over to the body, the guy in the tank. That man used to be a smuggler. Fortunately for you, there's something I want really badly. Well, I have two things I want really badly, but if I can knock two birds out with one stone, all the better. Nothing big, just need you to offer up your services. Taking what his goods were and getting it past Federation control into XR1. All right, then I'll ante up my services. On your mark, let's roll. Well, that's not actually, that's not bad, 14. I'm at 10. Do I roll? Cause if I get above 20 again, I'm gonna lose. <laughs> He's gonna ante up. He rolls two more. Oh, 22 Wait, so points with a minus five. Are we at well, I think that's probably where I have to fold. Chip baptized. Six plus three. All right, I'm rolling one more. 15. I'm rolling one more. I got to roll super good. <laughs> it had to be a four. But 15 plus four. Final score. Minus five, total 81. Where are you sitting at, Atlas? Maybe three minus five is 78. Well, looks like we have ourselves a deal. He takes the ring off the table, puts it into the compartment and closes it. <sighs> Honestly, that right there made my entire morning. So, <laughs> On to business. I am pleased with the skill, the risk taking, and the ability to own up to loss. And with that, I agree to help you sell your story to this man that you tell me about, Gorn. Find the Sunmaker that your family's been trying to find for quite some time. I do wish you luck on that. In return, the very first thing that I wanted in return is nothing big, and it's actually on your way home. So, for you, you can knock two things out at once. I'll tell you what. I was setting up roots for a side venture, but my operation was stalled. I had it set up for this little tiny moon, ice moon called Vindicus. I lost contact with my chief scientist on the project, Miriam, and I badly want that operation back online. It's near your home planet, Atlas, and really, I would like you to take your team, yourself, discreetly to Vindicus, head to the station, and I want you to get that operation back online. I don't know if we lost transmission. I don't know if Miriam turned. I don't know if she's dead. 
I don't know, frankly, what happened. So I'm partially asking you to go to check it out. If everything's fine, fine. If the core to this operation isn't working, the literal engine core isn't working, I want that back on. I want the station back online. So before you leave my planet, you will be taking another one of my science officers with you, and they will be either working aside Miriam if she's still alive or replacing her. He then puts out his comlink and you move yours up for him and he shows you the personal code to his line. He says, this is a direct line to me. You are to let me know when this is completed. It shouldn't be a big deal. Vindicus is a deserted moon. And again, I want it discreet. And by discreet, I don't want your clan knowing and I don't want the main branch of my clan knowing. I have big dreams to see this casino grow into a galactic empire in its own right. And there's a lot of bureaucratic tape stopping me from making sure that this casino arm makes its way around the galaxy. So, that's one. Two, you'll have to come by and pick up my scientists anyways. So I will take old Dredge over here, and we will load up his shipment into your ship. I want you to get that up onto Endul. So, is that a deal? Quick question, have you already tried to start creating your empire? Hmm, literally, Vindicus is the star. I'm trying to set up a relay station where I can have communication move on a private channel quickly between my various casinos so that I can have money transfer quickly. Not right. only that, I want folks to be able to go to a casino and get in touch with anyone, anywhere in the galaxy at any point that they want. So I'm gonna need infrastructure. Not only that, I'm gonna need resources moved from different planets. As you can see, and he points to the ground beneath his feet, this planet is lacking in feeling the earth. So what do I do here? I bring that to my customers. They come here to feel the ground that they don't feel. If I have it on a desert planet, I want that casino to be filled with water. And this is gonna take time setting things up. You understand? Yeah, my only last question before I accept is, well, it's kind of two questions. One, did you hear about the attacks back on Ballastar? And two, I know that the Tetsup family has pretty decent connections all around. Do you, by chance, know who initiated that attack? Hmm. We do. We do have good connections. I'm a little bit removed here, but Oracalcum Prime's not fought. I'm also fairly high up, even though I'm on a little arm here, and I can get in contact. You have some more business to do in the noise, what it sounds like, so how about we do this, and I sweeten the deal. I reach out, get information on a attack on Ballastar. I'm assuming with your clan is what you're asking. Yeah. And I get you the information. Got to, kind of like you said, being discreet. I have my own suspicions as of right now, so if it can be a little bit discreet, though, and any trusted connections that you have that you don't feel as if they'll 
tell anyone else, then I can definitely accept the deal that you've made. Easily done. You are my guest, after all, and the guest is always right. Now, I believe your business partner is here to be convinced of an imminent danger to his sunmaker. Yeah. And I have a performance to put on. And he presses another button and you watch as the aquarium shades to black so that you can't see the body in there. And then he goes, Smiley. <laughs> Gorn and his guards come in. The guards have been stripped of their weapons. And in a very similar way, Boris goes through the charade of meeting Gorn and you watch this whole play unfold in which you chime in every once in a while. Boris talks about this great calamitous trouble and he really sells the deal. By the end of it, Gorn is convinced that he needs to help you. You are led out of the casino. You are resupplied in terms of like rations. They're just very hospitable to the end. And at the very end, you come out the way that you came. You see that your sh the starship has been refueled and you see a line of people just kind of like line up along the sides of the landing pad. Uh, Boris himself travels with you guys with Astrid alongside him. He's riding in his lift chair and he nods his head well atlas i look forward to you returning as we do have business to tend to and as he watches gorn go ahead up into the ship says more quietly and i don't imagine that he'll be of much use much longer so i think that that will be coming to an end soon I so agree. happy travels and we'll see you hopefully in no more than a week's time, but I'm a patient man. If it takes longer, you know where to find me. And as he turns away, Astrid's left kind of watching you. And there's just a little bit of that same smirk from her face from when you, when you kissed the back of her hand. Farewell, Atlas. We look forward to your return. And she turns and starts walking behind Boris. You clamber up into the starship, the metal kind of grating beneath your weight and you get into your seat. But as you're passing, something catches your eye. Go ahead and make a perception roll. 13. It's a slightly off hue of pink, that kind of like salmon color to his guard skin. The one that takes the seat on the left is just maybe not sitting as rigidly as the other one. But then you notice that the tips of the fingers are kind of like a pale white, and you realize that it's like ink. There's something strange about this one. The head's down, both of them with their visors covering, probably just above the bridge of the nose. Alice is going to, the first, he's going to look at the one that looks normal, like looking to look under okay. his visor. You see blue orb-like eyes that look like they're electronic augments but they don't move at all. Nothing, no shift, no movement, rigid. Almost as if it's like a program synthetic or a bot. Okay, and then he's gonna go to the one that looks 
Like something's wrong and do the same thing. You look under and you see a familiar face. Familiar just kind of like facial features, although you're not able to tell quite who it is. There was a little bit of like a shaved upper lip where you can just kind of barely see the smallest hair follicles coming in and these kind of like harsh eyes, not like the other ones. The figure winks one eye at you and smiles, showing sharpened teeth. And when you see the sharpened teeth, you realize who this is. It is the Yeth commander, Thil Ilkhan, that you met on Titan One, who had said when you were leaving that they were going to take a special interest in your group. And then he goes back to exactly the same position. Alice will just leave it alone. that that is where we'll call the game um and so the lots of cool stuff there little mm -hmm. little gambling side mission kids stay away from too much gambling <laughs> and cigarettes and uh we will see you next time all right see you guys thank you for listening to this episode of starlight if you enjoyed this Please like, share, subscribe. For early releases, exclusive RPG content, and other bonus material, check us out on Patreon at patreon.com starlightadventures. And to reach us for questions to be aired, email us at thestarlightadventures at gmail.com. See you next Tuesday, spacers. <laughs>